like basically you uh, this is Cameron Pierre. I'm here from uh, PAX West, live from the uh, showroom floor. Um, I'm also here with Justin Robinson. Um, and we're here talking to Carlos Martin, who is the founder of Play On Worlds. And we're here talking about uh, Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Uh, how are you doing today, Carlos? Good. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to come out. We really appreciate it and, uh, you know, uh, excited to, to talk with you. Awesome. Thank you th so much. Thank you so much. So Justin and I d uh, got a few minutes to play on the game for a little while. Um, but why don't you tell our listeners um, a little bit about uh, what Ebenezer in the Invisible World is? Yeah, first of all, to, to all your listeners, or maybe this is relevant or not, this is my second interview ever with media. So I'm learning, guys. I'm learning, but I'm excited to share with you guys. So, so I'm sorry, what was the question again? Um, to, just to tell the listeners a little bit about what Ebenezer in the Invisible World is, a little bit of background information on the game. Sure, yeah, so Ebenezer in the Invisible World is 2D Metroidvania. Um, it's, uh, it's based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, the idea is you play as Ebenezer Scrooge after the events of the, uh, the original story. Um, let me tell you about the world that we've built. I think it's important for it. So, so if you remember the original story, there's Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley was uh, draped with chains he was uh, tethered to the mortal world because he missed opportunities to help people and be good in, in, in life. In the game, the idea is that there's ghosts like this throughout Victorian London. They're, 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 they're everywhere. And many of them want to help people, right? Many of them. So there's NPCs also. So what you do as a player is you meet these ghosts and they ask you to do something to help an NPC. And when you help them, they join you as a special ability. So their special ability, think of something like a... Final Fantasy, how you could call Bahamut or you could call somebody like that, you you equip them and then you press a button and, 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 a, and a ghost ability, a, a ghost appears doing an attack or, or a movement or something like that. So awesome. We're really trying to build a universe around uh, a ghost and the kind of the ghost world because if you think about it, the Christmas Carol is the first, it's a, it's a Christmas ghost story. People forget about that. It's a ghost story, right? So it's, it's really interesting, yeah. So definitely an interesting concept using the, the story of um, A Christmas Carol as your, as your foundation. Is there a reason behind that? Um, what does the story of A Christmas Carol mean to you? Oh, wow. That's a loaded, that's a loaded question. There's so, there's so much. There's so much. I mean, you know, the, 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 why, why A Christmas Carol? We were, we were inspired by the world. We were inspired by the idea. Um, there isn't, you know thought of the idea and it, it just seems something that we could be passionate about um, I mean I could share a little bit of how the steps we got there is just first of all the thought of like you know can this character be an action hero one of the one of the first kind of thoughts we had is if you remember the Kingsman right I think it's Harry Hart right he's it's I forget the actor who plays it Colin Firth or something I think that not Colin yeah wrong Colin and uh but he's like this kind of older fighter type guy, right? He literally walks in with a cane and he's got like a gun in it, right? So the idea of like, hey man, you could you could make an action hero out of these sort of things. Another thing to keep in mind, when people think about Ebenezer Scrooge, they think a guy in his 70s, a guy in his 80s who's old and decrepit. If you Google Ebenezer Scrooge's age, he's 50. He's in his 50s. That's how old that's old uh, Hugh Jackman is. That's Daniel Craig. You know, that's Tom Cruise. Like, the, can you imagine if we did a live action with Hugh Grant? Uh, not Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant. Hugh Jackman. Like, I mean, Wolverine, it, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool. So, so we, we were just, we, th we thought it was just uh, 
really fun. Um, you know, the idea of the, the Christmas ghost, we have a lot of fun with that as well. Do you want me to tell a little bit about that story? Or? Sure, yes, please. Yeah, so in the in the, the story, you visit the three, the, he gets, Ebenezer gets visited by the three Christmas ghosts. And it's implied that he's the only person in the world that's been visited. But no, in, in the game, they actually, the Christmas ghosts visit a lot of different people. And there's a character in the game, his name is Castor Malthus. We just introduced this character on our uh, release date trailer. By the way, the game is coming out on all platforms from Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. The release date is November 3rd, awesome. 2023. There we go. Awesome. So, yeah. So, so November 3rd, 2023. Um, and um, and uh, so Castor Malthus, he's a rich industrialist, right? And he comes from a family that has disdain for the working class. They need working people to run their factories, and they own a bunch of factories, right? So the Christmas ghosts visit them and say, hey, the way you're living your life and thinking about the world and the people around you, it's not good, you know, and, and you should rethink that. So he goes with the present, past, and then, of course, the future. But when he visited the future, he saw himself 80 years in the future. We don't have an exact time. Sees himself in the future discovering that tool, that, that, that technology for automation, right? So when so he starts reflecting and he realizes actually I could use that tech that I develop in my 80 years from now that I just saw and use it now. So it's a lot like Back to the Future 2, how Biff uses the almanac from the future and goes to the present and then uh, and then uses it to get rich, right? So the same thing happens here. He he used so like playing around with those concepts of like like a little bit of time and all that sort of stuff. So the game is set in Victorian London when this person, Casper Malthus, who owns all, many of these factories, has laid off all these people from from um, from the from, from their work. Yeah. So so he and so a character he's there to basically help Casper Malthus and help like redeem him because as you'll see in the story, like the question is, is he such a bad guy? Maybe he's got a bad influence, right? So that's we're teasing that a little bit because there could be something else there. Is there a fourth ghost? Maybe. So I know that the, the game is uh, a Metroidvania. Um, I was wondering if you can explain some of the Metroidvania elements um, to the game. Yeah, so uh, first of all, again, uh, everything is built around the ghost world, right? So every all the Metroidvania elements are built around uh, like ghosts, right? So. The abilities you get, we have two categories of abilities. Is Well, there's more than that, but I'm going to talk about one group. Movement ghosts and attack ghosts. So, for example, in many games you have a double jump, right? In this game, you have a, a, a mechanic that works like a double jump, but it's actually when you press a jump button, you jump. When you press it a second time, a ghost on a trapeze comes out of thin air, right? But she's a ghost, grabs you and throws you up into the air. So that's how the double jump works. And then you have the teleport, and she and her story is that she's like a master of space-time and stuff like that. So in terms of Metroidvania elements, we have movement stuff like like hook, like bounce, things like that. But then we also have different attack goes, right? And attack goes have different abilities, basically to help you like combat enemies, right? Some of them are like uh, range, like how, how far their range is, how, how how powerful the attack is. You know, some hug the ground or wall. Um, others like suck power from other enemies. So we have different different kind of things. We also have an heirloom system. An heirloom system is you have four slots where you can equip different heirlooms. You're going to get heirlooms throughout the course of the game that gives you different abilities. So that might change your run speed, that might change your attack power, things like that. And by the way, all those heirlooms are also based on lore. Because every one of those heirlooms, the idea is that it was owned by someone in history throughout the world that, um, that uh, was visited by the Christmas ghost, right? So you're going to get like Frederick's 
armor or Jamie's like like cloth or something like that, right? So, so yeah. awesome. Um, and I know we got to play a couple of the the stages um, today. Um, so I think where I started off was more of a, a street stage, more of the streets of London. And this this stage is um, remind me uh, the laboratory, observatory, observatory the observatory. Um, how many different um, stages are there, and what other environments can we expect to see? Right on. Yeah. There's, so there's five principal stages in, in the game. One is the streets of London. That is very winter. That's Christmas. Those are Christmas trees, wreaths. That we really want to create a holiday spirit with it, right? Then we have the observatory. Observatory is celestial. You're going to see planets. You're going to see uh, telescopes. You're going to see books. You're going to see stars. You're going to see uh, constellations. So really cool stuff. And the idea is like what's possible, right? Like dream beyond. Like we want, we want the world to, we want that area to feel like it's like, like, like anything is possible, sort of thing, right? Then we have uh, the the asylum, right? So the asylum is the opposite. That's kind of that's dark. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into something kind of related, but w we wanted to really make sure that the Victorian elements were captured, right? Everything in the game, we, we looked for photos that were relevant to Victorian era. In that era, they did a lot of experimentation on people that were not good, right? And so we kind of explore that a little bit in the asylum because you go deep into the asylum you're going to see that there's some sort of like maybe some uh, some experimentation that was done that was maybe not so nice so you see a little it's a little darker it's graphic it's you know that sort of thing so so and it it it's it, um you know it's, it's really touching on like kind of the, the science of the day a little bit right or not the science but like the experimentation that people had of the day we have a ghost world that's a, another world that's an acropolis so that's an area deep underground where we haven't gone into store lore of the, the other ghosts, but it, it, because it's empty, it attracts a lot of ghosts, so it's kind of like a ghost world. So there's a lot of floating stuff, a lot of that sort of stuff. There's literally ghost architecture, ghosts built like that sort of thing, right? And then there's a, the Malthus factory, and that's the that's the big kind of, you know, there's a lot of like, like, like red and lava and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, we got to experience playing with one of the weapons today. Um, how many different weapons can we expect to see in the final game so i mean we have a we have a ton because we have the heirlooms we have the spirit kids we have the ghosts so weapons is a tricky thing because we have a lot of ghosts which are weapons in themselves but as far as actually like kind of like what like the like main the, your the, sort the, of main word, yeah uh, there's going to be eight so there's going to be four that are canes right so the idea is that you're going to get for example the wolf top like it's a, it's a topper basically for a cane and that gives you a different ability right and your viewers can't see, but I'm actually holding one right now. <laughs> he is holding a cane. Yeah. It's very cool. So, so yeah, it's got a wolf on it, right? And so, um, so those are four. Then the other four are ghost weapons. So these are like, it's like a ghost axe, a go you know, that sort of thing, right? So, so. Um, and do the the weapons uh, affect? Way, it might be five and three. It's four, four, five and three. So. Oh, okay. Um, do the weapons affect traversal um, throughout the world at all? Or is that more of the ghost abilities that allow you to access sort of previously uh, unexplored areas, such as a, a Metroidvania, right? As you as you progress through, you usually unlock different areas. Um, what what system unlocks those areas in this game specifically? Yeah. So so one of the important things for us was to try to make a game where you could play the game for an hour, and you could play the game for an hour, and you'll have different experience it's not a survival crafting game where it's going to be totally different or anything like that so there's still a, a base core game right but there's the the, the reason why that matters is that how you actually attack how you approach bosses how you approach certain rooms will really 
um, it'll make an impact what you have equipped, right? Which heirlooms you have, which weapons you have, and so forth, right? In terms of the actual traversal, there's basically six movement ghosts, right? That you're gonna get through. That's like teleportation, that's like hook, that's sort of those sorts of things. Those are the ones that actually prevent you or allow you to enter a new area, which is like a new like part of the map, or get to secret areas, because we have a lot of secret areas too, right? Um, but we also wanted to make sure that people had different experiences. So there's a lot of it, like when you finish the game and you finish the game, you might actually have different stuff that you get, right? Just because for, you just you just went to, you don't, you don't have to get the exact same things to beat it. There's a few things you have to get, but not everything. Plus, I don't want to, you know, there's a, there's a system in the game. I don't want to call it a crafting system. I don't know what the word is because it's not crafting. And I don't want to like, you know, like over, you know what I mean? Like yeah. overstate what it is. But the idea is you get, you get, um, you get rare items, things like iron, things like mugwort and stuff. And there are people in the game that are kind of like merchants. And so you, you can exchange these items for, diff for, for other items, for like, you know, ghost items and so forth, right? Heirlooms and stuff like that. So if you have two iron and you have two iron, you just might use it on something different than you. So it'll change the course. Eventually you could all get everything, but it'll really change how you get. And it's different from like the ghost coins. The coins are also, you could use it to buy some of this stuff, but it's also to buy consumables and things like that. So. Awesome. Yeah, we have a, a Jasper, the Wandering Bazaar, and that's a, like a cart, and he's a, like he sells stuff. He sells you like the, the consumables, the food, some of the heirlooms, some of the ghost weapons, stuff like that. Also, and some of the key items for NPC quests as well. Got it. Okay, so there there are some side quests available throughout. Yeah, oh yeah, every, every ghost you get, you have to complete a side quest to get it. Got it. Okay, awesome. So, uh, question: What what build is this? The one that we played. This is, uh, I, I guess we would call it the PAX, the PAX build, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, we just, we, it was created specifically for this show. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, it was like, it's a variation of the, the core game, so the, the PAX demo, you know, this is our first time doing PAX, and there's some learning there, because we're running into some technical issues. For example, there's some areas where people said, like, there's nothing there, I thought there was going to be something there. Well, it's because the guy before you already got it. <laughs> so it's like stuff like that, right? So, so yeah. So we're learning, you know, we're learning. So I, I know that there's some li light platforming involved in the game, so I got to experience some of the platforming. Um, is platforming, um, would you say, a major feature of the game? And how about, um, are there any puzzle, element, uh, uh, puzzle elements to the game? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's that, uh, I believe it's four or five major puzzles in the game, like there are puzzle rooms. So that every environment has some sort of puzzle in it, right? So there's a... Uh, there's uh, puzzles in that sense, and yeah, there's platforming. I would say yeah, is a, is, a, is a part of the game. I mean, it's not designed to be like, a, you know, they're, they're, like for example, in one area, it's it kind of intense puzzling. But it's in general, it's not meant to be. Uh, that's you know, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's it's not like a it's not a. It's a lot of you're gonna you're gonna fight and you're gonna platform, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not like that's the core, but it is definitely a big part of the game. So. Got it. Okay. I think that's all the questions that I had, Justin. Um, so while playing the game um, and playing against some of the monsters, I personally enjoy a, a bit of a parry mechanic. Do you think that might be something that you would introduce into the game? Yeah, we're, we're talking right now. I mean, what, one of the things that we have is the the back the back uh, the back dash, right? That's one of the main things that we we're using the back dash. So. So that's the primary way to, to, to avoid to avoid enemies right now. But we also have things like jumping and uh, and various spirit kids and heirlooms and stuff like that. That's gonna like be modifications for everything. So so, so, yeah. so basically, I guess uh, the core question is is like 
are those going to be your set defensive options for the game? Well, remember, we're releasing November 3rd, so we're, oh, we're, right, we're like right. two months out. Right, so right, there's right. only – right, right now what we're really trying to do is, you know, we, we want to make that experience just as smooth as possible. And uh, we're actually doing pretty good on bugs. Like, I think we're, we're, we're doing well. But, you know, you just you, – you mentioned that one earlier, right? It's, it's, we're just we're, – we're spending a lot of time right now to make sure that we're really um, – just building quality. Like this is a two-year development. We didn't even announce the game till June 11th at the PC Gaming Show. We we because because we wanted to make sure that we had quality. We want this game to, to have to, to have staying power. We want people to revisit this, this game every Halloween, every Christmas, right? We, we we think that this is something that people will love. I mean, when you look at like a Cuphead or Hollow Knight, those games haven't aged. You can play those games today the same way you could when they first came out, and we're hoping to kind of join that tradition, you know. If you had to give like a length of time for the game, like how long would you say the playtime is? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think the official answer is probably somewhere eight to ten hours. But 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 even our our own guys, like when they first started like playing it after even a playthrough or two, it was taking like twelve hours. I think one of our guys recently like kind of sped through it, and it took him about six hours. But that's I mean this is one of the developers of the game's been working on it for right, two years, right, right, right. right? So so yeah. So yeah, yeah, and you know another thing too to keep in mind is that like, you know, we we I really want to emphasize we really tried to focus on quality, right? I mean, it, it like every all the details really try whether it be lore or gameplay or mechanics, but we also wanted to be our own game, right? You know, Metroidvanias have been around for a while. It's a difficult balance. How do you make a game that's fresh that people go like, oh, you know what? I like what they did there. It's different, but it's still the genre I love, you know, it's and it's a tough, it's a tough thing, and you know, you don't want to be a clone, right? But you also need to provide things people expect, and that's a that's a that's a fine line, right? So so we're really hoping that people appreciate, you know, what, what we're doing, and uh, and, we, and you know, they ha we we did a, the Steam Next, and they and we got really good reception and good feedback from the community, by the way. Like that's been a big emphasis over the last few months is feedback from the community, you know. So awesome. Well, best of luck to you guys. Like, we can't wait to get uh, experience with the full-on game. Um, if you can, tell our listeners one more time um, when this is going to be coming out, uh, when they can get their hands on it, and where. So November 3rd, uh, 2023, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be on all major platforms, all console platforms. So Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and of course Steam. So, so yeah. Is there going to be a collector's edition? Actually, we're looking into that right now. We are looking into that right now. So, so nothing to talk about. I don't even. To be honest, we're still figuring stuff out. This is our first. This is the first time we're doing this, and we're learning a lot. So, for example, one of the things we're looking into is, uh, um, you know, Christmas Carol book, 180 years, been translated 50 different languages worldwide, right? We're looking at re-releasing the book with our version of the characters. Oh, that's so cool. So I think would be that'd be pretty cool. So, so yeah. If you made a collector's edition that came with the cane, I'd buy it. The cane? Cane, I, well, the thing is, that it, it, we are we are looking into it, but it'll it'll probably be mostly digital stuff. Just because, like, not that I wouldn't love doing it, but if I if my if my if, if our name rhymed with uh, with Air Phoenix, we would do it. <laughs> but because we're a smaller company, we have to figure out fulfillment and all that kind of stuff, and it, and it can be tricky, right? So so, but uh, but yeah yeah.
Well, you guys heard it here first, Ebenezer and the Invisible World. Um, this has been Cameron and Justin from the Rusty Rupees, live from PAX West 2023. Um, and until next time, friends, stay rusty.